0: Don't worry, love, you're going to get there. Because you deserve so much better than Mark. In fact, we all do.
1: Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, all
2: at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's, nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ,
3: Kate and
0: Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbours, we are the Neighbours Recap Podcast and we analyse episodes of the Australian soap opera Neighbours here in Melbourne's PirateNet Studios illustrious location. I'm Veya Pachos, I am a TV writer who does not suspend disbelief. Kate is a nightly Neighbours tweeter who's recently back from a jaunt in Queensland, in Erinsborough's retirement
1: home. How are you going, Kate? I'm good. I might look quite different. I may be played by a different actor, uh-huh. but yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Have
0: you got like a perm or no hair extensions? Remember when Ramsey Street Kate went up to Far North Queensland? Came back with long hair? I
1: just wanted to let you know that I'm at least 30%
0: more attractive than the previous iteration of Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Beck Dahl, Legal Eagle and Footy commentator, podcaster, broadcaster. Hello All things.
2: Spoiler alert, you can't do a custody agreement before a child's born
0: Thank you, I'll tick that off my list of things
1: I'm happy to go into more detail, yes. but don't think I was not
0: distressed by that concept
1: yeah. I was going to say, is it worth spending money on something for it? something that may not even live? Don't even
0: <laughs> Do you mean dry toast Sean, obviously
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Once I'm through with him CJ's off this week, she's studying They're, You know, some people are a constant surprise she obviously doesn't go to Erin Sparrow High, does she? <laughs> or Eden. I think she goes to Eden Hills Uni by correspondence. They offer that. Oh,
2: well, that only takes three weeks. She'll yeah, exactly. have a degree. She'll be fine. Yeah,
0: she'll be back with us next time. And diving into Neighbours Council business.
2: The business again.
0: A couple of things. Guess what Australia Post released this week? It was an A to Z series of collectible $1 coins. Well, you have to go to Australia Post shop and spend money. And you have to then... go and buy something, which God only knows.
1: Mind you, that said, my post office shop is full of crap.
0: Yeah, I'm, I don't mind a bit of crap sometimes. I might, maybe a diary, a cheap 2019 diary for That's the last like couple a, of months.
1: A $2 toy that will probably fall apart before you leave the shop.
0: Every now and then, there's like a book or a children's book you can. Lots give of it calendars. A gift. Yep.
1: Yep. Greeting cards. I guess stamps. Stamps. <laughs> I usually stand there with my like parcel slip going. Can this just end really quickly? Because yeah. this is like a major drainer.
0: The yeah, I don't po-
2: do post offices. Yeah. Well, we have
0: to now because the what's letter N in the series na- na- neighbors. Na- <laughs> na- na- imagine if it with. Was- Imagine if it was Neighbours, if you could buy sponsorship, if I could buy our logo onto the $1 coin. coin. Neighbours on one side, QE2 on the other.
1: <laughs> you won't need Patreon then. No.
0: Well, speaking of Patreon, what I've decided to do, I haven't seen any of these $1 coins yet, no. but I've told everyone I know to keep an eye out. What I'm going to do is I've decided to just anyone who's a patron and wants a Neighbours N coin, provided I collect enough, send me a message on Patreon and I'll send one to you as a thank you. I'm sending you a message right now. I forgot you were a patron. (laughs) 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 Patreon.com slash Neighbours Pod if you wish to sign up. I think we've dropped below 69 again because what happens at the start of the month, uh, people's like finances change over. (gasps) 68. Oh, no, we're right on. Thank God. We're right on 69.
2: Phew. I mean, that's the dream.
0: Yeah. So sign up and if you're interested, I will collect enough $1 coins, but I have to hustle i have to try and kate i'm gonna have to get you to help me because oh
1: yeah yeah for sure because i'm like an old hand at this yeah. sort of business like i'm the old supermarket minis yeah. that sort of thing Collect- I, like collectibles yeah, you gotta like you know kind of grift these things Yeah. so can really? you please
0: sort it out for me
1: also we've got to get the middle-aged parents in our lives to keep going to the post office because they're yes. more likely to be post office users also, i've
0: got to figure out where one is that i can access during work hours Hmm. because i just uh, anyway. See,
1: we've gone silent. We don't even know. It's just,
0: it's a lot. Anyway. Well,
1: I've, I've got three within walking distance of my house. Wow. And, but my parcels only ever go to the one furthest away, of, of course. course.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to think of things for you to get from there. Okay. Patreon.com slash Neighbors Pod. Join our Facebook group, the Neighbors Council. Lisa joined and said she listens to the podcast in the mornings. My husband puts it on when he's making breakfast. We watch Neighbors Together every morning.
2: Um, Lisa, I want to be you when I grow up because that is my dream husband. Imagine. So if your husband has a brother or a friend, send him my way.
0: Mark and Roxy's date could have been like that if they put their minds to it.
2: But a bit kinkier. Mm. Mm.
0: Final item of Neighbours Council business and definitely the most important, it is that we are celebrating 25 years of coups. Carl and Susan (sighs) arrived on Ramsey Street 25 years ago with the Kennedy kids in tow and... I have a special message because I had a sit-down interview with Jackie Woodburn this week. I, po- I post a little video in the Neighbours Council from there.
1: You were in the presence of the Woodburn. It's – she changes a space,
0: that lady.
2: Did you get a bit, like, nervy and a bit excited? I, like,
0: how did you feel? Uh, I was completely melted from the inside out. I couldn't Stop. function. And the whole time she was there, I just – I was a bit of a mess. But the interview I think hopefully will cut together well But because I couldn't hold it together. And she did a bunch of stuff for us all at once with Ben McKenzie for Night Terrace, the audio drama that she is the star of.
1: Does she use her natural accent for on the Night Terrace? Yeah.
0: Uh, not for Night Terrace. She plays Australian. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But for the interview for Chatting, yeah, her natural voice comes through.
1: I, wonder, I would just love to know how she turns it off.
0: I think she's just amazing. I think she's just so good. So I got to watch her – she was recording a little video for the Night Terrace guys because they're launching a Kickstarter to do a Series 3. Ben had written a little script for her, handed it over to her and she goes, all right, I'll just learn this while you set up. And I watched her and she just had it in front of her. I was like okay. – she was just kind of muttering it to herself. Mm. She was reading it over and over and over again. Okay, and yeah, yeah, just thinking through it. It was like watching – a masterpiece wow. at work. And then she just got up like, all right, let's go. And I got to be in it, by the way. I got to be Stop in this it. little skit. I had to pretend to sign an autograph at the start. And then she goes, I'm going to push you out of the way. Is that okay? I'm like, yes. And afterwards she apologised. I'm like, that's okay. I would love it if Jackie Woodburn pushed me out of the way. I would never wash
2: my arm again. It was the
0: best. Yeah, it was just such a treat. But I'm. It, but the problem is my personality – I've been overthinking absolutely everything I've done since. Like, oh, did I say this stupid thing? Did I do this really badly?
1: Would Susan judge you? Oh, I'm going to cry. I don't think Jackie would judge you. If Susan wouldn't, and look, she's a bit judgy, (laughs) I'm 100% sure Jackie wouldn't.
0: Oh, I feel better now. Thanks, Kate. So I have this little message in honour of the 25 years of Coos. Just wanted to check in with Jackie Woodburn and I've got a question from one of our neighbour's patrons. Yes. Chris and Sam. And they asked, "How does it feel knowing you
3: delivered one of the greatest slaps in television ah. history?" Hello, Chris and Sam. What a great question. What a great day that was, Getting to whack him. It was great because everyone wanted to see that happen. Uh, the, the couple, Carl and Susan and Britt, I think we were together for about five years when they when they made that you know that storyline happen where we would break up. So everyone had a big investment in the marriage and to hear for him to cheat it was the perfect marriage they were the perfect couple um it was actually quite funny the magic of television it looks like i i absolutely knock him for six and i was probably about 4 feet away from him nowhere near him oh we just had to get the timing exactly right for that slap and another fun fact um during that i somehow i cut my finger open i don't know how i did it i was Clearly, deeply in the moment, and being very, you know, methody. But I'd cut my finger open without realizing I'd done it. So when I swung my arm through the air, blood sprayed over parts of the set and on my face. And if you look at the close up of me immediately after the moment of impact, you can just see a drop of blood on my forehead. Oh. Uh, uh, underneath my fringe, my you know I had the the long hair and a fringe at the time, and you can just see a drop of blood sitting on my forehead. Anyway, we shot the scene; everyone was happy with it, it went really well, and then uh, the continuity person said, "There's blood on her face." And I went, oh, don't make me do that again. Don't make me do it again. And our director, bless him, looked at it and he said, no one's going to ever notice that, I promise you. And no one ever has. So there you go. And especially not even when they replayed it on every best of special, every interview. No, no. it's there if you look closely, a little drop of blood. Excellent. What a treat. I bleed for my art.
2: (laughs) That's amazing.
3: Congrats on 25 (laughs) years. Thank you. Couldn't be more thrilled and proud. Just so happy about it. The woman, the legend.
0: I need to go back and look at that
2: footage now and find the blood.
0: How's
3: that? I haven't done any research, but
0: should we call it a Neighbours exclusive? That is
1: amazing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you, patrons, Chris and Sam, relationship duo joining as one on Patreon. And thanks to Ben McKenzie for letting me slip that into our interview as well. Nightterrace.com for uh, the back catalogue of the sci-fi drama. The first episode's up for free if you haven't been following along on the BBC. And then you can buy the rest of them. And but on the terrace is also free the podcast where we talk about it. So if you don't care about spoilers, just listen to me talk about it. And in the coming weeks, that Jackie interview will be up there in full. And she she arrived and it was she was like Jackie O. She was wearing this. I don't know how to describe anything. I'll show it to you, Kate. You can describe what she's wearing.
1: Okay, she's in a, a boucle blazer. Yeah, she just looks very stylish in like white capri pants and white sneakers. Like
0: yeah, and mm-hmm. and underneath that she had like a brown and white striped shirt.
1: She's very elegant. Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, white-rimmed sunglasses too. Wow. Not everyone can do a white capri
2: pad. That's not for the wider society. So amen, Jackie. Oh, stop it. She's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm still recovering from that. Now we have to discuss the actual events of mm. Ramsey Street. Starting earlier in the week, the week commencing October the 1st, 2019. We don't need to touch on it really, but there's a crazy attempted murderer loose on the street. <laughs> Scarlett has infiltrated. She has rigged up bees for musical equipment so that it electrocutes her. She's quite impressive.
2: Well, this is really her second attempted, if not murder, injury because she made that other poor guy trip over the suitcase and hurt himself.
0: Yeah. He's a work cover lead now.
2: Scarlett's pretty um pantomime, oh. which I like. I'm okay with that.
0: So B's in the hospital and Scarlett has gone full serial killer mode and has had photos printed at the one-hour photo. What?
1: What? Yeah. What, what, you can still do that? I know. I was like, I don't think Kmart offers this service anymore. A shopping centre near me used to have a little kiosk. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can go to Officeworks and get, oh. like, the four-cent photos.
0: Why did they just t- have her run it off on the printer? Because presumably – Kyle would have a, coil would have a printer in that house to do business receipts and stuff.
1: Well, I thought I was pretty like edgy on the tweets saying oh, like what kind of psychopath prints photos these days. But then Coyle then says it like five minutes later oh, in the show, just saying well, who even prints photos yeah. in 2019. Well, that's where you're at. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think that was them trying to, mask it like to kind of go see look it's a weird thing to do
1: can i just interject with a question
2: i've been meaning to ask you guys mm. for a while because i haven't been here for a few weeks why is it that amy and kyle's um opening credit changed from them sitting down having a drink to them walking towards the camera mm. that's really been well, bothering me
1: i think maybe the first one the first one was on air while she was still dating gaz can mm. mm. um <laughs> And it was a bit more platonic, whereas now they're a bit more oh, in a relationship. It's a bit more romantic. Do you think? Okay, I, mean, I don't think it needed to happen. I've just but, been holding
2: yeah. on to it for a few weeks, and I, I thought you might be able to help me.
0: I didn't notice. I've been watching on delay these days, oh. so I just zip through those frames pretty quick. Sticks. Now, as we mentioned, I wanted to ask Legal Eagle Beck to oh. uh, for some in depth analysis of uh, Dry Toast, who's the father of Ellie's baby Crouton, is here with a quote unquote co parenting agreement, but Ellie takes one look at it and says, "This is a custody agreement."
2: I mean, look, I, I literally don't even know where to start and i am just got my head in my hands because I can't deal with any of this. Firstly, this is unrelated to the custody co-parenting agreement, but when she let him talk to her stomach, I'm sorry, but I was gone from that, <laughs> that moment was, on. That was during
0: one of my fast forwards. So. <laughs> oh,
2: mate. So what he turns up with is, as far as I can tell, a piece of paper with some words on it that his mum made him put together. Now, if I'm getting all legal legal, you can have – custody agreements, quote unquote, that are legal or some that are just a parenting agreement. But whether or not either of them was the case, A, you can't have them for unborn children. The child has to be born. I did not know that. So that's firstly it. And secondly, what? What? That's really all I've got. Like, what are you thinking, Sean? What do you think is going to happen? I'm really, I'm very uncomfortable with his attempted fathering role and that I want to be here and do this and go away, Sean. You
0: were a one-night stand. We don't have a
1: relationship.
0: By the same token with Ellie, why are you so shocked? If you were that concerned, get the morning after pill, Mm. lock down your contraception situation, if you're that concerned about, well, maybe the father's going to want to see his kid. Well, then don't be so free and easy down there with that, with your so, like,
2: over.
1: Keep storm, lady. Just keep it a secret better.
2: I think Ellie's falling for his ways, though. I think they're going to be like living large in Carl and Susan's house, co-parenting this child. Can I ask a question? Yes. With
1: newborn babies, mm-hmm. do strange fathers generally get like overnight? No. No, they wouldn't. No. like until, Not until at, what, yeah. about what age. What do you mean, sorry?
2: So, like if people were like often people do separate when say someone's pregnant or when the baby's just born, um usually like a a dad's gonna get time with spend time with their kid, but it wouldn't be overnight for a newborn. What psychologists say is the smaller the child, it has to be short frequent periods of time, yeah. so you'd be saying like a couple of hours every day, yeah, so that baby's not gone overnight with any they still need sort of bond with their their primary. That might be breastfeeding yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, no. Because
1: when they were talking about, oh, you yeah, you can have the cot that we made at your house. Like what no It's not what? happening. Mate. The baby's not actually gonna be separate from Ellie. Well, actually, Ellie will be well, plumbing at we'll So Susan yeah, will yeah, be so, looking after. Yeah.
0: Those cots are all out on hard rubbish.
1: Oh, those cots are the worst. Did I rant about that last time? You or was weren't it just on-
0: you did it on Twitter though?
1: Jesus. Man, cots, car seats, two very important things. To make sure that they're 100% safe. Do not cut corners. No. They, there's industry standards. That are laws that they have to be built to.
0: And, and I assume if people do want to buy those things secondhand, there are ways you can make sure that they're safe. Yeah. There are probably
1: And it's probably have things that haven't been DIY'd mm. as well. And also, like it's funny, in America, drop sided cots are banned as well. So I'm a bit iffy on using them here. The A, the Millsy B cot is just a piece of shit. That one. I mean, seriously, yeah. there was nothing special about it. The the Darren one was a nicer looking cot, but still, like Ellie's room would not be big. It'd have to. Be, it wouldn't even be. Do you think it'd be the main second bedroom in their house? No, we saw, remember we saw the bedroom when her
2: and Mark, was it Mark? I think it was her and were, um,
0: Ellie. Who did uh, sorry, she, her and Chloe.
2: Oh I was thinking that when she bought the new sheets. Oh, yes. That was for Mark, I and think, by her and Chloe. The bed basically touches the chest of drawers, which touches yeah. the door. It's the smallest room I've ever seen. I'd be going to Ikea and getting
1: one of their more petite cots to do, go in there. Or at least bassinet for the first couple of months. Or
2: exactly. here's a crazy idea. Move out of your auntie and uncle's house. You're a friggin' grown-up. Well, it's Ellie. She's not Yeah, good point. Sorry.
0: Now, question from my partner, because I was ranting about the custody agreement and I said, Beck says it's not called custody. He says, yeah, but if an, if a lay person sees that, they're going to pick it up and say, oh, this is a, they would say custody agreement. Yeah. What people that are new to the new lingo, how do they, what do they typically say? We
2: don't say custody because it makes it sound like
0: it's ownership of children. It's like right.
2: a child's a chattel. Yeah, correct. So instead of custody, we say who the child lives with. And then who they spend time with.
0: But if you're using it as a noun, like as a, oh, I've got to go to see my lawyer to sort out the, bleh. who the child's
2: going to live with, who the
0: child's going to live yeah. with. Okay.
2: I mean, the reality is on TV in Australia they always call it custody because yeah. people know what it means. It only annoys people like me.
0: So here's the challenge: if you are a writer of content, a challenge I'm setting you is, let's think of a new noun for it that's not custody that could still sum it up.
2: I'm not going to lie, I've sent some emails to some television shows before. <laughs> Maybe. Once I sent a very angry email to the writers of uh, All Saints, but let's not get into that right <laughs> also, now.
0: Also, co-parenting agreement is fine, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
1: I'm actually cool with that.
0: Our shared parenting yeah, arrangements. that's absolutely fine. Yeah.
1: But also, you'd be like, hang on, old air toast. Crouton's going to need a bit of cut of your, your yeah. action. Where's oh, the yeah. coin? Yeah, mm.
2: Child support.
0: So that's far too much time I spent on that storyline. What I want to get to is the Thursday-Friday double act here getting into the deep dive on Friday, the 4th of October. But where it all picks up steam is on Thursday with a – what an event.
1: Where are we Vaya?
0: We're at the 82 Tram. What, what event's being held here, Kate?
1: Wine tasting? Yeah.
0: It's a very fancy wine tasting event. Carl's all in a tiz.
1: Carl well, how it was in such a tiz. I loved
2: it. I loved it when he told Chloe to wipe down the tables and she just looked at him like he'd told her to, you know – Go my to the toilet on the <laughs> table. Go, go drop
0: trowel. Yeah. <laughs> and then tell her to print something off. Yeah. And she did glare at him a few times. She's like, I'm co-running this thing with my billionaire boyfriend. Thank you very much.
1: But also it wasn't just wine tasting. It was, it was an a la carte menu. And there was some cheese. Carl was very concerned about some cheese. Get <gasps> to acclimatise the cheese.
2: Acclimatise the cheese. That's they're, right.
1: They're sitting outside yeah, next a to calm. a mechanic's. It's not that. High
0: class. I've got to be honest though, I'm really getting into the 82. It did look it looked pretty fun. Even when Roxy was like, it's chill vibes, it's chill vibes. I'm like, it does seem like a nice Yeah, life, it you know. does have chill vibes. <laughs> She's right. So yeah, Chloe and Pierce have this joint wine venture that they're pimping out at the 82. Just before this, Roxy and Mark Moxie are trying to test out their little relationship rather than friends with benefit situation. So Roxy takes him for a, like a liquid brunch at the waterhole and in her loud leopard print top.
1: And she's treating it more like a NT pub than an Erinsborough <laughs> yeah. pub, isn't she? Um,
0: he basically has a go at her and says, can you, quote unquote, tone it down?
3: Not everything has to be wild and crazy, Roxy.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm just saying that I might have had a better time if you weren't climbing the furniture.
0: He's awful.
1: He's he's starting yeah. to show the awfulness of his side which I I feel I always saw yes. but other people didn't. Oh. CJ,
2: I'm having a really emotionally complicated relationship with Mark Brennan this week. My physical relationship with him fully solid as always because uh, <laughs> he's the most beautiful man on the yeah. planet.
0: That's you're like Moxie. That's yeah. their physical relationship.
2: Correct. With like handcuff me a ta- to a table anytime you like. But emotionally, I really struggled with him during the week. We had a lot of ups and downs and this was a very big example of a down.
0: Can I just get my text from Kate that when, how we decided which episode we were going to deep dive, I hadn't caught up yet. I said, Kate, which episode? And I'll have to drop in some creative bleeping here. She goes, Thursday has Mark being an abusive cunt to Roxy and Friday has the heartwarming sisterhood of Sheila, Roxy and Harlow. So I vote for Friday and some discussion of Thursday's wine tasting clusterfuck. (laughs) Um, he was an abusive fuck.
1: He really no, was an no, no. abusive cunt. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, he basically says, calm the farm. I don't want to be table dancing at 11 a.m.
2: Isn't that, though, like just classic emotional abuse? Mm. Like, really? Like, I will be with you, but not if you're you. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, go fucking jump, jump in a lake, Mark, Mark Brennan.
0: it as lake.
1: Yeah, we know what happens there. This grumpy old shit is not going to get younger or less grumpy.
0: Mm. Abort, abort, abort. Yeah, these are your fun years, young lass. Get out there and enjoy yourself. She's not without her problems, but she is within her rights to get out and have a good time the way she, she sees fit. So she they go out to the 82 event. She wears a high-necked, long sleeve blouse and she looks super classy.
2: Can I just give a shout-out to the actress? Is it, it did Zima. Zima.
0: Colette pronounced it Zima, so I'm not Zima. quite
2: sure. This, to me, was just beautiful, mm. the way she played posh Roxy. So which tarot was this grown in?
1: This is Upper Brossa Valley.
2: Oh, is it? South Australia is so beautiful.
1: Didn't realise you'd been. Oh,
2: well, I haven't, but I, I really would love to go. It's a dream holiday, really, <laughs> where that arts festival thing is. Part of me was like... Are you really doing this for Mark to show him? Or part of me was like a bit deeper and thought, no, you're doing this to say to Mark, you're being a complete asshole, mm. and this is what you're going to get if I'm not me. Yeah. That's what I like to think I she was she, doing. She's anyway. kind
1: of like a little bit Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. Yes.
0: I do also appreciate that side of her and that she has to do some bizarre things. I, and Roxy grates on me because they have her deliver these sound bites. In like last week, when she goes, "Let's make like pink and get this party started." It's like, oh god! Imagine hanging around with someone who always talked in a sing-songy, mm. rhyming couplet all the time. But when they actually let her have dialogue, it's great. I have to say the other – this is a bit off track, but we
2: did a thing at my work recently and you had to close your eyes and it was a leadership course. (laughs) Visualise how you saw yourself in 10 years, right? And one of the things I saw was myself with a beautiful long ponytail. That's my dream. Really? When I saw Roxy Mm -hmm. with that ponytail, I was like that is my dream from the leadership course at work was that
1: ponytail. I've said from the start, she has got beautiful hair. Yeah. I don't
0: know that was the goal of the leadership conference, back.
2: <laughs> yeah. Maybe they wanted me to get
0: some other stuff out of it.
2: But when I saw Roxy, I was like, that was the vision I had when I closed my <laughs> eyes in the leadership course.
0: How is Mark behaving in this date? You know
2: what? I think he struck me as being uncomfortable with it, which is weird because that should be everything he wants.
0: And just have a normal conversation with her. He just started patronising absolutely everything she says. She was trying to critique the wine. Mm. He was mansplaining how to do that or not do that.
1: It's so, like, yeah, they wrote the notes, Roxy. The talents in this one are so well blended. Mm.
3: They wrote the tasting notes, Roxy. You don't have to parrot them back.
0: What an asshole. Just Well, then you come up with a small talk, mate.
2: Yeah, I don't think he has that skill. I don't think small talk's in the Mark mm. Brennan playlist, to be honest.
1: I actually thought she had a good question. Like she's, and she was able to get away with it because she's young asking Mm. how they're making any money from the wine tasting. And she was an
0: hopeful entrepreneur herself.
1: Mm. So she was interested. She wasn't asking how much money are you making? Pierce didn't care. And it was a learning moment for her. Yeah, I thought so, it was
2: fine. Uh, oh, Mark, go jump in another fuck. But night. they're
1: doing to Mark what they did to Dad Cop before mm. he became Dead Cop, oh. turning him into an asshole who cheats on his wife, and just becomes a grumpy old bastard.
0: So I guess are they trying to make us not get too attached for when Scott McGregor leaves the show? Oh,
1: it's a character point. assassination. Yeah,
0: he completely blows up at Roxy during this soiree are you listening to yourself mate what's your problem i mean pulling up a few buttons isn't gonna turn you into the person that i can be with okay roxy you are with me right now no okay we are about one thing and if you're expecting something else you can forget it this
1: is how i felt about him since really early on actually no no not really early on probably since he came back from witness protection yeah
0: there was just something a little bit off I don't know the way he speaks down to his girlfriends.
1: Yes, he was very patronising with Paige. Mm. I mean, he
0: even arrested her. Like that's I
1: mean, that's, that's not healthy. A low point.
0: I mean, if you can also he does date much younger women apart from staff.
1: Mm. There's there's always been something
0: off about him. Mm. Yeah, but also like make up your mind. Do you want it to rein it in or do you want it to like, what well,
1: do you want right. here? He can't have it both ways. He just wants to root her on the slide. I
2: agree.
0: And feel okay about it. Yeah,
2: I think that's exactly right. And so when she, I think, started making advances to be like a girlfriend in whatever way that is, he was like, no, 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 this is not what I signed up for.
0: The next day, he's put a few wines away and he wakes up hung over to the sound of Chloe's blender, which was a nice touch. Yeah, I like that. Sure, Chloe. Hold her brother's ass out of bed and tells him a thing or two about his behaviour.
1: And then he turns on the, oh, well, I haven't felt good since Kate died. And he's having this big whinge about his life to the woman who has Huntington's disease. You know what, mate? Go fuck
2: yourself. <laughs> but you know what, Vaya? There was something Mark said that made me think of you. Oh, I bet I know what it is. When he said, I'm going to talk to my psych about it. And all I could hear in my head was Vaya being so Impressed with the Neighbours writers, I was that they, impressed. That they was got some mental health
0: help. That was complete fan service, and I thanked them for yeah. it. Yeah, because there was no context. No, there wasn't. There was no. I did not know he'd been seeing a psych. He needed one after the yeah. w- marriage breakdown. So, I thought I'd be married with kids and a detective by now. Yeah. Well, a don't arrest
1: your your, your bride. That you could have been married with yeah. kids by this stage. And B don't. What, why did he stop being a detective? Because he wanted to be a mechanic.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, also he had some. um some behavioural issues. He might
2: have lit some espadrilles on fire.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, don't dilly-dally if you've got one career goal. If you went to Beck's leadership seminar... That's,
2: that's right, you too could have goals like I do
1: <laughs> to have a long-flowing ponytail. He's, he's just got a picture of Fabio up on his, like, um, pin board.
2: But then can I say, I, as I said... At the outset, I've had a complex relationship with mm. Mark this week and there was a moment in this where I felt for him because I thought actually you're really mentally struggling mm. and maybe you've got some stuff you need to sort out and maybe you're not being your best self right
0: now. And I'd love another scene or two where he gets really into those feelings. like, Yes. Because it must be hard. You know, you're 36, you have a specific family life goal and –
2: you had a fiancé that died. You had a fiancé that got arrested. You had a fiancé that rooted your
1: sister. He, he's got another 10, 15 of years life. of fertility ahead of him. He can, yeah, nah, stop stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And also be a bit more proactive if you're pursuing a life partner. Mm. I used to listen to, there was this radio show in the 90s, God, it gave me life. Dr. Feelgood. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Kate. She, I just read an article about her yesterday. She's, She's that, coming back yeah. to 3AW. In
0: Dr. Feelgood way?
1: Yes. Oh. Except now it's going to be more about taboo issues for the older I love generation. it. <laughs> Which I love more,
2: actually. I'll be there.
0: I'll be there. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood, hosted by Sally Coburn. We know how Coburn is spelt with a few extra letters. Mm. And I used to listen. It was 10 p.m. on a Sunday night it would start. And I would put my radio under my pillow. So mum couldn't hear that I had the radio on because it was about sex, and she would give she would give relationship advice, but it was all sex advice. But some people, sometimes single people, would be like, "I just don't know how to meet the one." And always her go-to advice was like, "Join some hobby groups." Mm. I remember that phrasing. Love it. Join some hobby groups, Mark. Join some hobby groups. Actually, go, Mark, go do mixed netball or something.
2: He could join a running group. He likes to mm. run. Mark could do with a bit of Doctor Feelgood, I think.
1: Just don't sit around going. I wish I'd kids. Yeah, put Get your, out there. Yeah, put yourself out there, mate. Stop whinging
0: and at least give it a red hot crack. You don't have to go on Tinder, but maybe a harmony or something. I was
2: going to say girls aren't just going to rock up at your house and root you, but that is exactly what Roxy did. <laughs> it's, like, so. oh, it's
1: worked before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, R.I.P. Back Lane Bar, but there seems to be women gagging for it down there, really. <laughs> but yeah, again, pick an establishment, maybe an over 28s night. They regular, Get yeah, that, that that nightclub out at a, um at Doncaster shopping town. Daisy's over
0: twenty-eight, so whatever.
1: <laughs> Just anywhere on Mount Road, basically.
0: Chloe's like, make it right, mate. Make it right. And he goes around with flowers to Roxy. And we'll get to Roxy's side of things.
1: Cake's plant rant.
0: Give me a home
3: among the gum trees. We lots of plum trees. He
1: he goes around with bloody, really crap chrysanthemums. You know what they look like? They're from Woolies. Oh, well, my first thought was garage flowers. Yeah. They weren't classy flowers for a classy lady. They were trashy flowers for what he perceives as a trashy lady. Oh, that's very symbolic, isn't it? It's like in the Great Gatsby when everything's green. Mm. (laughs) Possibly there's somebody out at Neighbours crying right now saying, it's the best I could get in a wedding.
0: (laughs) It probably was the servo over the road. Yeah, that's right. That, that apparently you can buy neighbor souvenirs from, someone was telling Wait, me. Oh, what? well, mate, um, uh, uh, next uh, time
1: I'm out there, I'm pulling into Is it the serves there? They didn't
0: tell me which. They said there's a servo near the neighbor studios you can buy merchandise. Okay, okay well, I definitely on need the
1: details. There's so. one on the corner near the Yumcha. All right, I'm getting on that.
0: So let's get to Roxy's side of the morning after. Ooh. She's come home in tears, shoulder to cry on. Harlow's like, they're there. Why are you wearing that shirt? But they're there. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then Harlow is like suspicions, like like she just pricked up, and she's just like, right. I love what did she say when she saw her outfit?
2: Did did I someone die and no one told yes. me? <laughs> that was great.
0: Amish librarian. Yeah. I also appreciate from Harlow that maybe. I don't think she is that romantically experienced, but she watches pop culture. She consumes the world.
1: Yeah, and she knows some shitty behaviour when she
0: sees it. So she knows that someone's not being treated appropriately. Carla
1: actually reminds me of me me
2: when I was 16 because I could not get a boy to go near me when I was 16, (laughs) but, my God, did I have a lot of views on what
0: other people should be doing with them.
2: (laughs) Actually very similar to me at 38. Whatever, it's fine, move on.
0: (laughs) Mark comes round to do his little apology rant to Roxy and she, Sheila's there by this stage as well. Yeah, because she's been hanging over at the Willis house. Which
2: I love. Those three together. Yes. Sheila, Harlow, and Roxy. I would watch a bloody spin off series of those three.
0: And it doesn't even matter that it's a bit of a flimsy premise, that she's like, oh, I'll keep an eye on the girls, whatever. Nah. It doesn't even matter that where's Ned sitting, <gasps> keeping vigil at Bee's bedside, whatever.
1: Both of them need Sheila's tough mothering.
2: Right. Yeah. And probably best, Ned's not in charge of any more young
0: girls. But yeah. <laughs> because yeah, he's not really, re- he's not related to Harlow. She's only oh, yeah. a year younger than That's bloody...
1: right. <laughs> so how can we squeeze Gazcan out and the two girls into
0: the canning household? Gazcan can live in the she- Sheila's back shed. Mm. Oh, yeah. or the, the Avery, whatever he's got out the back there. <laughs> yeah, he can live in with his pigeons
1: and... We'll ship Amy off to um, Coyle's house. Yeah, the, the, the Darren den. Yeah, and then Sheila can be the, the, the mum of the teenagers. Mm, yeah, that
0: works. And then Therese and Paul can get someone else, one of... That's right, Paul can just have a sexy life in their house. Yeah, Yeah. or some Greek cousin can visit from international waters. Cousin Cousin Veya, (laughs) from the island.
2: Cousin Veya. Uh,
0: That she needs babysitting, who knows why. He's like, oh, I didn't mean it, you know. Roxy, you're the best thing in my life right now. My my partner just walked past me and went, what a horrible life.
2: (laughs) I was just thinking that's not an achievement, Roxy. Like, don't put that on your list of stuff you've done well. And
0: Roxy's not an emotional
1: support animal. She's not here to provide emotional support to Mark. Yeah. No. His behaviour was inexcusable.
0: Top Mark's to the peanut gallery.
1: Oh, they were the best. The
0: eye roll from Sheila and Harlow where they were trying to absorb this drivel from Mark. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry, didn't mean it. Here's my flowers. They kiss and make up. And as soon as he leaves, Sheila and Harlow are like, mate, what are you thinking here?
2: Can I ask you something? No. What do you want from Mark? The usual stuff that
0: someone wants when they're in a relationship.
3: Oh, you are so deluded. Harlow. Ah, like he's it.
0: told you that he's not into you. Why are you gonna settle with an old guy who just isn't that into her?
1: Well, yeah, Harlow was particularly passionate about it. And it's not often that Sheila is the person who's standing back thinking about what she's gonna say and holding herself back. But then finally Roxy says to her, What would you what do you think, Sheila? And she goes, Well, put let me put it like this what would you say if somebody was treating your friend like this? And I was
2: just like, mic drop, Mm. Sheila. That is the line of the century. Mm. I just thought that was perfect.
0: Great advice. And also another mic drop moment was when Roxy said, he's good most of the time. Oh,
2: have we not all said that? Like, Said it, heard. heard it. Like we've all, oh, God. It just took me back to some very unpleasant life choices I've made.
0: He's Good Most of the Time could be a self-help book title.
2: It really could.
0: Mm. Sequel to He's Just Not That Into. I was going to
2: say, to be next to He's Just Not That Into in the bookshelf.
0: As if this exchange couldn't get any more precious, Roxy heads out into the street to go, you know what? I'm taking charge of this. I do deserve better. She hands the flowers back, says, we're done. Harlow's standing by to take witness, to bear witness. The the Greek chorus, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila's popped down the shops, comes back in with snacks And a movie, Thelma
1: and Louise, the best. Oh, and then Roxy's all like, oh, when are your friends, Thelma and Louise, going to turn up?
2: Beautiful, beautiful. Because Roxy thought it was like a school movie, like she'd had to write a project about it later. (laughs) Uh,
0: And then once we established Shirtless Brad Pitt was in, everyone was on board. What a time they had. And then as if it couldn't get any better, they were having, yeah, we're going to have girl time, we're going to watch movies Gary walks in and they pelt him with pillows. That was great.
2: And then (laughs) Sheila got a bit sad about Clive and they gave her a snuggle. Oh, yeah. Because what happened?
0: That's the other thing that blew up
1: at the 82. Clive's on with Dr. Marshall. Oh, sorry, Dr. Robinson now. Beverly, Beverly. Yeah. You know what
2: I loved when I think it was Sheila said, is she the the doctor that helped um, Finn and uh,
0: Uh, Madeline? Andrea?
2: Finn and Andrea. And I thought – what a street are we living in where two separate people needed the doctor to help them with their amnesia, whatever, problems.
0: And what's another little detail we unearthed this week about familial lines, Kate? Sheila reminded, pointed out to Roxy that Mark oh yeah. had so, been with her cousin.
1: Yes, cousin Paige. And she goes, oh, what, Um, Brad's daughter? Which I do, I do like that because it is, yeah. Like if you discover you have a cousin as an adult, you'd be like, oh, what? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> chick, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Roxy's dad, Adam, is Drab's brother. So they're like she and Paige are first cousins. But also the perfect blend pointed out to us that Mark just needs to hook up with Madison and he'd have dated Max's, Madges and Tom's granddaughters. Mm. They're all the OG Ramsey family. And Azzy Gogo pointed out on um, Twitter that Kate Ramsey is Roxy's cousin too. Their their
0: grandfathers were Madges' brothers.
2: Whoa. This is a lot for me
0: right now. Perfectblend.net if you want to flesh out the rest of those branches. Well, I'm going
2: to be spending some time on that this afternoon.
0: <laughs> oh, but, like, I reckon um, Detmec just, like, studiesancestry.com.au,
1: like the form guide, you'd be like, well, I can want to find the best find the best genetic link to Kate I can I know, find. Because let's be
2: honest, everything with Mark comes back to Kate. Mm. That's where it all comes back to. So he's like, if I can't have Kate, RIP, I'm going to have genetic relative of Kate.
1: Oh, remember her sister, young Sophie?
0: She's actually older than Roxy.
2: Oh, God, here we go.
1: Strap yourselves in for that one.
0: That would, I'd be into that. Like, story-wise, I would say, I would watch that. But this is, we need some SponCon from eHarmony or Plenty of Fish so that Mark can find his soulmate somewhere else. Yeah, because
2: I don't think Mark's a Tinder guy. Nah. He's got too many feels
1: for that. Widen that gene pool. Ding, ding. Tickets, please. Heh, <laughs> I'm Gary, and I've got tickets on myself. I'm the chef at the 82 Tram Cafe, Perinsborough, inviting you to come and have a gander. Pack in like it's peak hour, enjoy some native tucker and pie form, and uh, drink out of jars that Dr. Carl saved from his pasta sauce. Need to book a function? Throw a surprise wedding for your bride-to-be in a tram. We might even serve desserts with fresh cacao. Don't worry, we've given the joint a once-over since I trashed it, so stumble aboard and stuff your gob full of roadkill. The 82... We put the ding in dingus.
0: Now, we can touch on briefly uh, shitbag, permanent resident shitbag Hendrix, wants to go on some Richard B- Richard Branson life plan.
1: Oh, oh, hey, he wanted to fly up to Noosa at the very same time I was there. Wow! And that actually took me way back to when I went to schoolies in Noosa as well. And my friend's boyfriend, who is from a very, very wealthy family, he just casually booked a plane flight up and and a hotel room. Wow. Stayed across the road from us for a few nights. He was the Hendrix of your time. Exactly.
0: So Hendrix has these grand plans that Pierce is like, nah, mate, if you go get a job interview or something and prove to me that you can do this on your own or go to school, Susan's like, okay, all of you, he cheated on everything he's ever done at school. So let's try and assess where he's at academically. Let's get him to sit a sample GAT, the general achievement test that year 11 kids do and work out where he's at. Very wise. She teed it up that day. Why not?
1: My favourite line from Pierce to Hendrix this week was, Oh, you don't want to be 30 and still living off mum and dad. I was like, I'd be like, Why not? Yeah. <laughs> it seems fine. I have
0: three younger siblings. They are all headed that way and they are having a great time. Yeah. They are living their best lives. And your
1: parents aren't even like bloody squillionaires.
0: No. They just, they've got a roof over their head, food whenever they want it, and cash to burn.
2: I was disappointed the Hendrix and Susan moment did not require more role plays.
0: Because we had some Carl role play over at the eighty two, following on from last week's parenting role play, I love it. I could, I'll have it every week. Yeah, if they want to do it.
2: There should be a section for role plays.
0: <laughs> Susan establishes that basically, Hendrix is a dunce. He, he's going to need to repeat year eleven because he's so far behind. He's on his education. He's going to
1: have to repeat year eleven, mm. but he's hanging out with the girls in year twelve. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like if you just, he's going with proximity,
0: whoever's around.
1: There's got to be another girl in the current bracket who's got to repeat year 12, don't you think?
0: Yeah, they can't get Yashvi through a third time. No, I
1: think maybe no, Harlow's too smart.
0: Kirsch is going to be up in that age group soon. Is
1: Kirsch still alive? Yeah. Sometimes.
0: I, she, she's in a bit of the Mackenzie storylines, a mm. few of them, but it would be nice to see her have a social life.
1: Do you think, is it going to turn out that Mackenzie was in year 11 all along? Perhaps,
0: and maybe she's doing a few oh, U12 maybe. subjects, like she's doing U12 business or something.
1: Talk to me
2: about how Hendrix is going to endear himself to me.
1: Oh, he's already started. Nah. Because he's already um, being very open-minded compared to the other Yeah, that's shits true. There. Okay, yeah. That was his one
0: saving grace last week. So, like, yeah,
1: the hottest girl here. Yeah,
0: yeah to Mackenzie. Yeah, I'm not seeing it yet, but I know it'll come, so I'll just wait until he works for it.
1: He also has some charming chutzpah about him. He as does. well. Like, he yeah, does. the fact that he just rings up the credit card company and says, I enjoyed
0: oh, that. yeah, that was, that was good. How about how Susan pretty much admitted, admits that Erin Spry has zero standards? Oh, my
2: God, that was the best.
0: Well, we don't turn people away, so. Well, no, they'd.
1: Leave. I don't think they would be able to because it is his local high school. True. But she's yeah. like, we don't have any, an equestrian centre. He's like, well, I could organise that. Yeah, well, that's what you needed to do yeah. with the other private schools. They're not going to turn down five million Cash. bucks, are yeah. they? New drama wing, sure.
2: I'm really enjoying Pierce, though, I have to say. He's really grown on I me. I am
0: too. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but
1: it's fine. I love it. i
0: enjoy enjoying more than dry toast.
1: As I was watching um, The Real Dirty Dancing last mm. night. I was like, oh, I recognise... 80% of the contestants. And then, then I was like, oh, who are these two women? One of them is his IRL wife. Correct, Anna. And she starts every segment with, I'm Anna
2: and I won the Bachelor. <laughs> and I'm like, I get that, but also didn't you fall in love with your husband, you know? Like I find the thing about winning a bit unnerving. Even just
0: – and I made it to the end of Bachelor yeah. season one.
1: She was a bit sweet and she was talking about like because it's oh, dirty she's- dancing. She's like, I've never touched a person. I've never caressed anyone Except my husband.
2: I was a bit judgy about that. I was like, Anna, live a little before you get married. So some oats, people.
0: So some oats. Speaking of musicals, briefly. So The Real Daddy Dancing is a reality show in Australia. And it is kind of terrible. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Watch it. I just want to say that this is the most obscure sidebar I'm going to take. But Carl Kennedy gets a phone call from London that his daughter Ho-Ho, Holly Hoyland, has landed the lead role in the school musical. Within – two days, he's boarded a plane to London to see that musical. Now, if she has just been cast in a role in the school musical, where is the rehearsal time?
2: Mm.
0: I was in a play in one year of school and it was like a six month lead up. Okay. Maybe it's not the big production of the year. Maybe it's a small production. You still need a couple of weeks to learn your lines. So I'm just wondering Had they already cast the musical and Ho-Ho had done a bit of cast sabotage as the understudy? Yeah. Hey, she's a Hoyland. Mm. Mm. And she's like, all right, I'll be playing Lady Macbeth. Thank you very much. I've run the original Lady Macbeth over with my car. I just thought that was a really bizarre detail. Like, she's cast in the play. I'm going to see it. They haven't even done blocking yet. Where can
1: you find discount last-minute flights as well? That's not how airline ticketing systems work. Carl
2: Kennedy would know. The way if anyone
1: was gonna fly. What's he flying on like? It's gonna be something like North Korean air. IKEA air.
2: You know what though? Carl is a great dad to Holly. Better than he is to the majority of his other children. But he's he's a great dad to Holly. Certainly never
1: flies off to see Billy.
2: No, and that's only Queensland.
0: Never goes and gives Billy and Anne a weekend reprieve from those three kids. Yeah, no. Don't help out, mate.
2: But we'll go to London at the drop of a hat.
0: I bet Ruth lives up there with them. Ruth Wilkinson. Yeah, yeah. She helps out. Yeah, she seemed like a caring person. Yeah. So we have a beautiful moment. With Carl and Susan, I teared up. He's packing up to go to the airport. They're driving there, taking the long way. He said, Susan, you're going to meet me there in a week. We're going to go see Holly. I'm going now because it's cheap. She'd given him a new guitar the day before to make up for the one that her head broke. I love how
2: she's like, oh, (laughs) because basically I broke it. And I was like, "Mm, I think that's a long way.
0: I broke your guitar by being a victim of crime.
1: Yeah.
0: He hands her this present in return.
1: And it was a diamond pendant. And on the reverse of the pendant, it said, happy 25th
0: anniversary. <laughs> it was darling. So he got this secondhand necklace. It wasn't actually secondhand. I think it was as new, but the engraver had... Maybe they didn't
1: make it to the 25th.
0: Mm. Maybe they just like yes. 24 and 11 twelfths and decided to call it quits. Yeah. And so he's got this um, cut price.
3: Susan was really touched. I mean, it's not an anniversary or anything, but... I must Be celebrating 25 years or something, very true. Hmm. Thank you, darling. It's a very you kind of gift. You're welcome. You would
1: think that they would actually go, Oh, 25 years ago, oh, 1994. Oh, hang on, that's when we moved to Aaronsborough. That'll do.
2: I just loved how it was like life imitating art, or just and I like that they didn't say that though, because yes. it was just subtle. So, those
1: of us who knew,
0: knew. Oh, it was so beautiful, and she was really touched.
1: I would love to see them do, what's it called, a two-hander like Sonia and Toadie did.
0: Speaking of, I brought that up. I just brought up Sonia's death with Jackie just randomly, like about, I was talking about something else. I'm like, you know, and when we saw Toadie after those episodes and she just was like, oh God, Sonia's death. And she was, she's still traumatized. They're all still devastated. And then she talked about how, you know, they were some of the most amazing episodes and, you know, Ryan and Eve put so much into it. And then she goes, those two, I think, have PTSD from mm. two years doing those storylines because they're just relentless. Intense. Relentless. But they're all physically affected. It was amazing. Yeah,
1: wow. It is actually kind of amazing mm. how um, long we haven't seen Ryan Maloney on air now. Mm.
0: Mm. I think Isn't... he really did need a breather. Yeah. Guys, can I tell you how Alan and Jackie celebrated? <gasps> yes. She was. She did her interview on the project, so I think that this had to fit in around this, but – she said she and Alan were going out to dinner to celebrate.
1: Oh, that's sweet.
0: They were on production break, so they weren't filming that week. But um, imagine that, working side by side with someone for 25 years and still wanting to go out for dinner with them.
1: That they they do seem beautiful, genuinely affectionate to each other, don't they? I thought
2: when Susan was thanking Carl for that present, I think it was Jackie thanking Alan.
0: Oh. And he they gave a really sweet interview for TV Tonight, TV website. This quote from Alan, tvtonight.com.au Working with Jax is one of the great artistic pleasures of my life. Oh, stop it. And I read that quote to her and she got a little, she's like, oh,
1: did he say that? Oh, stop oh, it. Isn't that beautiful? Because oh. he, you know, when we mesh him, he just seems like such a genuine, lovely man.
0: When good people become good castmates. That was a beautiful touch. And then Mark had an existential crisis about having
2: kids. Yeah, that sort of ruined that (laughs) whole thing for me. We could have just left it at (laughs) Carl and Susan.
0: And ring, ring, Tiles is on the phone. Mar Brennan's gone, missing. So the cliffhanger into next week is what's up with Mar Brennan? seems to be that her health is on the decline.
1: I just want like a, a big sign that says save Piper. Oh, get out,
0: Pipes. Come back. Run. Your cousin's here and she's fun. Yeah, Yeah. actually, they they could be a good duo. That's the week. We should do citizen or shitizen.
1: Oh, shitizen's totally got to be, like, debt meh. (laughs) 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 What a piece of shit he is. Don't treat anybody like that. Mm -hmm. I don't care what they do, who they are. You're – you – you actually—you're meant to be a pillar of society in being a cop as well. I don't know. Have some dignity. Have
0: some maturity, and don't be an asshole. And even if she's acting like a brat, going, "If you don't, skull, I'm going to dance on the table." There's other ways to call people out. Have a sense of humor about it, or mm. just
1: leave. Yeah, you can. Like, you've got two legs, mate. Just walk yeah. out the door.
2: I'm going to give Citizen of the Week to someone we really didn't really talk about, but oh. that is Ned Willis. Oh, really? Um, because I mean, because Ned Willis, but no, because he. Got um, B to the hospital. He's putting oh. up with that psycho <laughs> stalking him, and
1: he finally got rid of Yashvi, which I for one couldn't be happier about.
0: But I'm um, worried it's gonna not be the end.
1: I'm impressed that he actually managed to save B from the electrocution by using the wooden stool to knock away the lead, which yeah. is you know like that's a lot of foresight for um, a Willis man. He's not just beautiful, Kate. He's smart. Too. No, he's a Willis. <laughs>
2: but
0: his dad did do a lot of woodworking, that's so. True.
2: Ned would know how to use this wood.
0: I am going to say citizen of the week to Roxy. It's very, very difficult to pick yourself up and step out of yourself and assess your life and your self-worth and how your relation- relationship is playing into that. And even when you're getting good advice from your sisters, Sheila and Harlow, it takes a lot of strength to go, you know what, I'd rather stand on my own than be dependent on you patronising shithead. You go, girl. How are we on the saddest bitch stakes, Kate? I think I did a bit of a balls up on your rankings the last couple of weeks.
1: Oh, look, well, you see, I mean, Ellie, still pretty strong in the saddest bitch straight. She's still, like, hankering for a relationship with Sean. Ugh. But, you know, like, we've got probably the saddest bitch this week was Mark Brennan.
3: The saddest bitch in Aaron's Brun. Just wants to love and be loved in return. He's like, oh,
1: it's all about me. Oh, my girlfriend died years ago. Oh, yeah, this means I can be an asshole. Um, <laughs> nah, you know what? You're pathetic. Like, go and date another teenager, mate. Or,
0: or sort out your trauma appropriately.
2: Yeah, talk to your psych. That's yeah. what you were going to do. A few,
0: few more of those sessions.
2: Yeah, get a mental health plan. Yeah.
0: Your sister's dying. Your brother was abused. Your, your
1: mum's disappeared as it happens.
2: Your brother's
0: had the first gay wedding on Ramsey Street. Like
1: He's happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, someone's got to be happy in the, the Bren clan. Well, David's
0: shitting him a bit this week, but anyway. <laughs> uh, I would like to, before we finish off, talk about podcasts we've all been enjoying. I went to a podcast conference this week, OzPod. People were saying that one of the top ways people hear about podcasts is from the podcasts they are listening to. So we should recommend podcasts to, you know, enrich the community. I have been listening to a podcast called Good One, which is funny because I found it via a podcast Kate suggested to me called I Hate It But I Love It, which I've mentioned before, which is analyzing movies in a fun way. From that, they recommended The Villain Was Right. Uh, Yep, because that's by the partner of one of the women from Mm. I Hate It But I Love It. And then that host mentioned Good One. And Good One is my latest favourite. If anyone's got an interest in comedy or just behind the scenes of creativity, they start with a joke or a set, like a five-minute set, of a comedian, they play it and then they talk to that comedian and ask how they wrote it, how they what inspired it, how they tweaked it and it's just like an hour chat. It's fascinating, I'm really enjoying it, it's inspired me to want to do comedy again, that and a few other factors. So good one.
1: Well, there's a podcast that always makes me smile when I say it um, pop up in my feed because it only – it kind of comes out sporadically and that's a podcast by another Neighbours alumni and also Neighbours friend of the pod, um, Ash Williams, and it's team effort. Ash Williams, uh, Tony Martin, Ed Cavalier, and then a, a range of guests. They're just four or five of them just sitting around chatting, kind of laughing at Ash Williams because Ash is just full of ridiculous stories. He's
0: one of the true characters in this world. Soul to the earth, good-natured dude, but. Wow, he's crazy shit has happened to him. He has a batshit life.
1: He's basically like Rory Zamiro, not that
0: far removed Mm. from Ash Williams' actual life. Rory Zamiro is a toned down version of Ash. Rory Zamiro is the Amish librarian version of Ash Williams. Beck, do you have any
2: ones I'm not on? Yeah, um, get onto the bench, on (laughs) Joy. My problem is that all my favourite podcasts are footy podcasts, so I feel like maybe wrong audience. Um, But I'm going to give a shout out to one. Which is actually people that have been on this show, Junk Time AFL Podcast, with Michael Chamberlain and Adam Rosenbach, which is my favourite. Yes. But I have to say my other favourite podcast when I'm not listening to footy is My Dad Wrote a Porno. Oh, yes, yes. And if that makes me laugh out loud on the street and if people are having a challenging time in their lives and need an escape, get on that, my friends.
0: I dropped off that one, but I should revisit I did the so first Just started a new
2: series. Yeah. And it's the one that when it pops up you get that little bit of,
0: ooh, mm. oh, those are the best. Mm. Those are the gold standard. I-, I feel we could do a whole podcast episode of Podcast oh. We Love. Yes. Well we're gonna do it every week. Yes. So go through we'll go through our feeds and I think maybe we need to theme our, our likes. We've gone yes. comedy this week. Okay, good. And we'll drop them in the notes as well and tweet them out. Uh, and if we are your gold standard, please leave us an Apple Podcast review. I forgot to do that thing I said I'd do last week. I screenshotted an amazing review, but I didn't post it to the group. So this week I will post it to the group. It's titled Podcast with all the trimmings. Oh, that's <laughs>
2: the best.
0: So I will post that. Thank you. And patreon.com slash NayBuzzPod. Let me know if you want me to hunt down a N $1, Ramsey Street $1 for you. And I'll post it to you as a gift You don't have to reimburse me the equivalent of a dollar. It's just your patronage. Oh, it's probably about 30p. (laughs) (laughs) Postage is going to be like five times more than the dollar. We are NeighboursPod.com and NeighboursPod Twitter and Facebook. Also on the terrace in your podcast app to hear more me, Kate. I'm at Remude on Twitter.
2: Beck Well, we've just finished Chicks Talking Footy for Winter, but I will be back next week with The Bench on
0: Joy Summer Sport. And joy.org.au has the details to Absolutely. stream and download that as well. I'm <laughs> Vaya Pashos. Vays on Instagram or Vaya Pashos on Twitter. We'll chat to you lot another time. Bye. Thanks Bye. for listening.